Hello, and welcome back again to another episode of Film Expert versus Film Noob. I'm Chewy. And I'm Kat. And today we are talking about the film No Sudden Moves, directed by Steven Soderbergh. So, first off, uh, seeing as this is a film podcast, we will go into heavy spoilers. So if you do want to see this film, I would recommend watching that first if it's something you're interested in. But to start off, before we actually dive in, we'll give our quick recommendations before we uh, start spoiling stuff. I would recommend this film. No. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Just listen to this podcast. Don't waste your time. That's how I feel oh about the God. film. Wow. Strongly. Real okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um guess I guess just a bit of context. This is uh director Steven Soderbergh, the prolific director who, as far as I can tell, probably has like a movie coming out like every single year. Um he's known for movies like Aaron Brockovich, which uh got a best actress award for Julia Roberts at the Academy Awards. That was in like two thousand, that was a long time ago. Um he's known for the Oceans eleven, twelve, thirteen movies, uh Magic Mike, uh Famously, Contagion as well. That came back on Netflix because everyone was scared of the whole pandemic thing. Um, and also a biopic about Che Guevara. Very, very well-received biopic. So this guy's been around. He's very prolific. Makes a lot of movies. Is very anti-Hollywood and is kind of like an indie cinema guy. That's always really been his, his forte is kind of like, how can I make a, a movie, I guess, cheaply, but not like sacrificing production value? So he's a very economical filmmaker, and I've always really um, appreciated the technical aspects. But I know watching this film, you obviously didn't care because you're not familiar with his work. But I also know that he has the tendency to be a little uh, cold, I guess, when it comes to the way he shoots his movies. So I got the impression that maybe you got scared away by the convoluted plot and then just gave up on everything no, else? No, I or? gave up in the first 10 seconds of the movie because I'm really good at recognizing what I like because it's really easy. Well, it's not easy. It's more like you see patterns in film. Yes. And every director or style of movie and all that have the same style of making up beginning of the movie. So as soon as the movie started, I knew this was going to be a movie I didn't enjoy. So I lost faith the, se the well, first well, but second. why? Because it started slow. Uh, okay. Yeah, it that was so true. slow. The, how it starts is so slow. Like even like the first, I would call scene, which is like the guy walking, that was so slow. And then the whole, like everything was slow in the movie okay, for so me. Okay, so I'll just interrupt you really quickly because I just want to kind of paint a bit of a picture for everybody. Imagine, if you will, um, think of the John Wick movies, and I don't mean how stylish they are. Think of how they have a lot of world building and all the dialogue, and it's very casual. This movie is like the real world version of that mixed with Miller's Crossing, which is a film you're not familiar with. But the idea being it has a lot of this underworld dialogue that talks about all this past and all this history of all these characters but the movie doesn't necessarily tell you that that's going to happen within the film or that these characters are going to come up. It's just trying to be casual. And Miller's Crossing in the sense that it's really about the criminal underworld's intricacies and how everyone is always trying to fuck someone over and always trying to take advantage or come out on top. And, and that's basically what the movie is. is it's just trying to be a, a simple crime story. 
that becomes convoluted just through the nature of how the events unfold. You just, just <laughs> you have no faith in this film whatsoever. I didn't. I don't. You, I, don't like I just it, look yeah. at you and you just look angry. I'm angry. I'm angry. <laughs> I felt like I lost two hours of my life watching this movie. It was so boring. There's no, not a single character that I liked or disliked. Right, you so felt, I had. You felt nothing. I felt nothing, and I tried. At some points, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pay attention now. What's happening? Okay, this and that, maybe. And then, like, instantly, like the plot changes every five minutes. I cannot deal with that. I cannot deal with a plot that changes every five minutes. It well, is well, not. I mean, it doesn't. You just didn't pay attention to the no film. but that's the thing is like this whole idea about like the guy fucking over the other guy and these guys like trying to get ahead of the other guys it was like just too too boring to me to follow because i didn't create any type of connection with any of those at any point right yeah so it's like no and like yeah i barely paid attention because it was so boring i didn't like this movie i am angry right now of how much i dislike this movie <laughs> and that's the thing sometimes i do appreciate the like the story or i can like say like oh i guess it's not my type i do appreciate two things like how it's it's filmed mm -hmm. although i didn't like the fish i look we'll talk about that in a second yeah we we'll talk well, okay so i I'm, I'm have some notes here oh you have some notes you want to bring have up? some notes <laughs> um yeah, my first note was like, but how the movie starts this is definitely something I wouldn't watch. Like that was my first note. Okay. Um. Yeah, too many characters for me to follow. That was another note. But I did like how it was. I guess I like the neighborhoods. Yeah. I like the cars. Right. Like it feels like it's in a real place. <laughs> I like the colors. I I really like that. That I liked about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie takes place in 1950s Detroit. So it is. It is a period piece, so it kind of, just by that nature, is visually interesting just because it's different. Yeah. So that is true. But other than that, nothing. No. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about the fisheye thing because I definitely understand that it was a very conscious choice. Like, it's one of those weird things that I don't know if creatively it was the right move. I know why he did it because I get the impression that the film with the fisheye, it's like watching surveillance footage. Like, the idea of a secret camera hidden somewhere, and that's the way they are, because they're fisheye lenses to try to get the biggest viewing angle. So everything's shot like that. Makes to be sense. like you're kind of spying on them, because the cops are following the characters around. Yeah. It's it's the idea of kind of like peeping in on something that you're no, not supposed not to be peeping, watching. Because as soon as the fisheye is done, we're just seeing them. No, no, but the fisheye never goes away. The whole oh, movie is shot like that. The whole movie The whole movie, yes. The entire film. The thing is you just notice it more in the wide shots because that's where you would notice it. When they do close-ups, you don't notice the distortion because the distortion only happens at the edges of the frame. Mm. But the idea is also, because it's ultra-wide, you put it in more tight spaces and it feels like you're closer to the characters. You're actually in the place. So that's why if you say like, oh yeah, the city, you know, the way it looked, it felt lived in, it's because of the perspective of the camera. It makes you feel like you're actually standing there. So that is an effect it's trying to have. Well, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense of them trying to put that, like, the, pers the yeah, perspective. Like, yeah. I know what you mean, though. I, but the thing is, because I didn't notice it in all shots, 
I was annoyed by the times I noticed it because for me it's instantly like, why is this that? Why is it distorted? It looks ugly. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. And this is what I was gonna say. To you, it looks ugly. And the thing is, I can I know that that's a stylistic thing, and I know that it's just I can't convince anybody that it's a good choice if they don't like it. And I am also in the camp of maybe not really thinking it was the best choice. I don't think it was the most effective. It was distracting a lot of the time. Whenever these big wides are happening, the background is shifting and waving and moving. And it's kind of cool at first. And I, I think you get used to it. But I, it, it was distracting. I, yes. I think it was a bad choice. Because it's a bad movie. It's, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> I feel like that, though. I feel like for this to be a serious movie is a bad movie. You know, like- I, 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 well, I disagree, and, and there's, I have quite a few reasons why. Um, and I, I, like, I get it. Like I said, Steven Soderbergh, this is a criticism, and it's always been a criticism of his work, is that sometimes the characters are very cold. There's a movie he did called Haywire, which is a, about a government agent who essentially gets burned, and the government abandons her, and then they have to, they send assassins to hunt her down. Because she also is an assassin. And, you know, the movie unravels in a kind of chaotic way. But the coldness works in that movie because it's supposed to be about, like, a spy character. You're like, oh, she's so edgy and hardened and whatever. But with this film, you get the sense from uh, Don Cheadle, who is, I would say, uh, the main character next to Benicio Del Toro. He's the other main character. But he's just supposed to be, like, a cool, know-it-all, underground guy. Just very slick, very casual with everyone he meets. So he's supposed to be like the analog. He's the most likable character by far. But I don't know if you noticed, but there's really not a lot of music in the film either. Like there's music in very specific points. Like he does his kind of like trademark, I guess the bongos and stuff where it's like, oh, this is the intense scene. A lot of bongo drumming and it's trying to build up the tension. But for the most part, they actually play it pretty straightforward, which I liked a lot in certain scenes like... So when they go to the guy's house to look after his family, I thought that scene was really, really great. Like, there are, there are a lot of great scenes in this film that on their own, when you watch, you go, oh, yeah, that's a really good scene. But I also know that that middle part does drag a little bit. Um, the movie takes a really long time to get going. And I would say that once it gets going, it's I think it's pretty good. There's a lot to kind of parse through and a lot to listen to. And... Lots of names, lots of information that can definitely get ahead of you and leave you behind. But that's what I was interested by. Like, I remembered all the names. I was, okay, so who is that guy? What deal is he trying to make? And you asked me at one point, just, so what's happening? And I explained to you the whole thing. You're like, how do you, but who, but what about? And you just kept asking me these questions. And I I had an answer for all of them. So I don't think the movie's too complicated because I managed to figure through it on my first watch. No, I think, well, I don't know. I haven't watched other of his movies. I just have watched other serious movies that I personally don't like as well. But at least I know they're good. I don't think this movie is good. And I'll well, okay, but, die on but that. But what hill. do you mean when you say, what, what's a serious movie? You're um, saying a serious movie. What do you mean? Because this movie is not to, serious. This I, movie is very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah. It's tongue-in-cheek, but more like this kind of like, oh, it's like mafia people and detectives you know what like as i see it these movies cater to men that's how i see it like the type of humor or like the type of like jokes they're Mm -hmm. in they're really catered to 
old man, I feel like it, because I think my dad will enjoy this movie. My dad okay. will be like, oh, that was such a smart joke. No, it's not that smart. The joke is not that smart. It's really basic, actually, but it looks smart because there's no music, there's no laughs, there's no, like, silly things happening, so it feels smarter than it is. It's like the punchline is not even that good for that, like... That's why it's, like, all those things, well, like, I, I saw, and I'm like, it's trying to be a good movie, but it's just basic, and I didn't like... Uh, like, yeah, I can totally agree that I got lost in the movie, and maybe there are people that do like this type of kind of like there's like characters and characters and just things are keep coming and coming and you have to pay attention. I I can give you that that I don't like paying that much attention. But still like the times I paid attention and all these like small things that were happening for me they kind of felt like oh they're trying to be smart or they're trying to be like interesting or they're trying to be like surprised but they're not that that important like they're not like they're trying to play a bigger role than what they are in the movie just because it's slightly serious or it's slightly like oh it's mafia and it's like like there's deaths and there's okay like, well so it sounds like your definition of this movie is is extremely basic it's so basic yes no no this is what you saw because you paid so little attention. And it sounds to me like you are using what you thought was in the movie to explain certain things because you're wrong. The film just reveals the things in a way to intentionally confuse you. That's the point. I know you don't like that. Yeah. And it's fine you don't like that. But you can't say the film is just basic and generic because the film intentionally does a lot of things most movies don't do, which is hold your hand and explain everything. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. That maybe in the sense of like the whole thing about the movie is trying to confuse you for you to be like maybe engaged. So, yeah, to be in the character's shoes. Yeah. They're just as confused as you yeah, are. Yeah, they're like, what's happening? I want to know. But the characters are not as confused as you are because they do know like all these other details. So that's why I didn't, I as well didn't feel like the characters are with on my side. Because it kind of seems like, oh, they're as confused as I am. No, they're not, because they do know who are all these people behind, and they do know all the behind stories. They might be confused about a couple things, but I was confused about everything. So I didn't even feel like, oh, yeah, I'm part of this thing. Like, come on, guys, let's do it. You know, no, I didn't feel even connected to it in the slightest. Right. Well, and like I said, that is a criticism of his work is that he can be sometimes a little exclusionary. So I will give you that. But I mean, I, I thought there was a lot of little touches in the movie that I think were very topical or very smart in an ironic way that he kind of ties everything back to, I feel like a lot of real world topics, but like in the way that a Hollywood movie would do it to kind of make fun of it a little bit. Like, he, I don't know, you probably didn't notice that, but they call Benicio del Toro an actor who is, Famously from Puerto Rico, they call him a white guy in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that, but they say there's $20,000 on the head of the black guy, $25,000 for the white guy. Like, they intentionally would do that in the movie, and he's not white. And there are other characters, like when Matt Damon shows up, and he literally just gives the whole evil Hollywood bad guy speech, but he delivers it in a sarcastic way that he almost doesn't even give a shit. He's like... 
yeah, you know, the world turns is how things are. You guys are on the bottom. I'm at the top. Fish, fish, whatever. And he just goes on and on and on. And it's just like the guys just sit there and they go, yeah, okay, whatever, man. And he leaves. And ultimately, he does screw everyone over in the end and he comes out on top. But that's what it's trying to show you is that in its own tongue-in-cheek way, that's why these people are always in power and why they do these shitty things. Because the, like, the MacGuffin in this movie is that it's a car company that wants a catalytic converter which reduces the amount of carbon emissions in cars and they steal it so that their competition can't make cars with catalytic converters. It's like, it's such a strange thing until the very end when they just go, yep, so these car companies completely buried this for up until 1975 and it wasn't until the 80s that this finally got pushed through. No one was fined, whatever. So the whole movie is just trying to be like, look how insane this is. Look how absurd this is. But this did happen and this was real. And, but then they just funnel it through this lens of this Hollywood narrative to kind of poke fun at Hollywood because Soderbergh doesn't like Hollywood. But then at the same time, he does his Soderberghian thing where everything's really kind of cold and simple and trying to just be grounded and real. So I'll grant you that sometimes they don't gel perfectly together, but there's a lot of different things he's trying to do with this film. <laughs> You're just completely... I am so not buying it. Right. Like, I am so like, these are a bunch of excuses for a maybe good director that has his reasons. That doesn't mean it's a good movie. You know, that's how I feel it. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool for you that you're trying to do all these things that everyone complains about and you don't pay attention to. Well, maybe you should if everyone complains about it. And at the same time, it's like, well, he's the director and he's not like gonna be peer pressure to change his vision well there you go then i am not gonna like just be like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna like uh, i get it you're not gonna cut him any slack yes, exactly that's, that's fine but uh. i'm just saying you can't just blankly say this movie is bad you just didn't like it i think it's bad i think it's a bad movie i think i don't know i can see what he tried to do i think he failed that's how i see it I, I I can see a good try in all these things, and I like I wish I we can have more people than have seen this movie and actually tell me I'm wrong and just like try to explain me even more about how this is a good movie because I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's basic as hell. Uh, the story is whatever. The jokes are not as good. They're okay jokes. They're good. I laughed. I laughed. And I did find them, like, sarcastic or, like, yeah, but they're not as good, you know? Like, so it's not a comedy. It's not a serious movie. It's just, like, a boring movie. That's how I see it. It's not, like, as serious for you to be, like, <gasps> you know, like, so invested and so, like, what's happening? Like, suspense movies that they do that. They make you, like, feel, like, like really worried and stuff. So I didn't feel that. Well, it feel. also does require that you pay attention. Yeah, but still, like, I don't know, man. That's why, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's a bad movie. I can you, can you elaborate any more on that? Mm, it's a boring, bad movie. Yes, you said that. How can I elaborate? It's just like, when I elaborated, you told me I'm wrong, right? When I elaborated about 
how it's slow or how um No no. What I said was you said this movie's basic and has nothing in it. And yeah, I said yeah. that is wrong. But I feel like that. I feel like this is nothing new. I actually like I compare like this made me feel that it's a Russian movie. What, because what I have seen a lot of Russian movies in this exact same style with these exact same jokes. Like throughout my whole childhood i seen so many because my parents will always watch them and they will always be serious and gloomy and there's so much happening and so many characters and there's not like a clear like well in this case there were a clear like who are the main characters but like th there's no clear who should you be rooting for okay. i guess and i have seen this type of movies and like it their humor if you can call it humor, because, well, I guess there were kind of jokes. Uh, they're trying to be funny. It's really similar to all those serious kind of Russian movies I watched. Because they will use really, like, I don't know, just like a comeback or something. Or just like the moment of it's kind of funny. Or like the, it's awkward for one of the characters. So that makes it funny. I have seen that. So that's why I kind of like... So this movie and it reminded me of all that and yeah, I just don't don't see. Well, okay, so I mean, obviously we can admit you just don't like this director's style. I don't know. I it, haven't seen other well, movies. Well, this is what I'm gonna say is that it just sounds like you fundamentally don't like what he does. Look, I know this movie isn't perfect. I'm not gonna say it is, but the thing is, there are movies in this style that it works for really well. Okay, Conta what? Contagion is a pandemic movie about how the world would actually react to a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that movie is also slow. But the thing is, it works because it shows you how bureaucracy slows things down. Okay, I want to actually, how, what, what do you think about the movie? Like, how much you liked it or how, what, like, you tell me. Okay, well, I mean, I, uh, I enjoyed watching the movie. I, I, like. Personally, it was more distracting watching the movie because I could tell how much you hate you were hating it. <laughs> so I, it did distract me a little bit. But I mean, I thought Don Cheadle's performance was really, really good. I really like Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, who plays the guy that uh, they have to kind of like kidnap. I guess that incites the whole plan. Does a great job as well. Trying, he's actually doing something different. John Hamm is interesting as like this sort of sleazy cop just trying to they just kind of keep setting up the layers that everybody in this city is corrupt and it just keeps building and building and building and in every scene they're always showing you a new character that shows up and they show you what their motivation in the plot is only at the moment they need to come in so yes it does introduce a ton of characters but i enjoyed that because it always gave me something new with every scene i was like okay who are these characters and i'm trying to figure out who they are and before I know it, one of them gets shot in the head. I'm like, oh my god, okay. So that character's gone. But it was played by a major actor. The movie led me to believe that he would be a character in the movie. Now he's gone. Okay, what's next? Then the next thing comes up. Okay, this character's here. Oh my god, it's Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta, great actor, also meets his inevitable end quite quickly in the film as well. So they talk more about the characters like with our with Don Cheadle and Benicio del Toro, they'll, they talk more about all of these characters more than we see them on screen. So then when we see them and they just kind of get killed off, you're just left wondering, well, what the hell is going to happen next? 
and I can understand that, I guess for you, you're like, well, then why should I care about anything? Except that then to me, that challenges me to go, okay, so clearly they're not playing by Hollywood's rules. Why should I be paying attention? And then you, I got engaged by that, that it was always trying to do the anti-Hollywood maneuver. And I don't mean in like a, oh, I'm just trying to be different and be contrarian. It's just, he always tries to find a way to slip in a twist somewhere. And I felt like every twist was really effective. I mean, I explained to you what the plot was. And when I did, you said, oh, that's it? I'm like, <laughs> yes, but that's the point. The plot isn't complicated. It's our two main characters I still don't understand get the set plot. up to babysit this one guy who has to steal a document for their bosses. And then everything goes sideways. And they go, well, how could this have happened? We find out later that David Harbour was planning to steal this document on his own as well. And he was going to run away with uh, like his secretary or whatever. But then you find out later that another character knew David Harbour was going to do it. And set him up and was going to kill all of them. Then you find out later that the bosses on top of those guys set them up because... It goes back to a story they bring up at the beginning of the movie that goes back to, like, there's so many things and so many, there are so many plot elements that it just, it, I felt like it was so easy to keep track of. Or not easy to keep track of, it was easy to be engaged because they always tried to give you something to think about. I really like the woman in the movie. <laughs> Which one? All of them. The secretary. The women characters. The mom. Oh, yeah, they were smarter the... than everybody. Frank's wife. Yes. All of them. And even like the wife's friend. Yes. I don't know why I liked all of them. All of them. Well, they were they were just nice. They were just <laughs> they nice. They were just nice people. Every all the other Strong. male characters yeah. are criminal scumbags. Yeah, and the wives are just in a shitty scenario with all of these yeah. fuckers. They're just so, stuck yeah. in between all of these idiots trying to like Make a move and all become big men with lots yeah, of money. It's and, like, and that's the thing is that you say like you say this movie caters to men, but this movie kind of makes fun of men the whole way through about them being a bunch of idiots. Like they're so incompetent, it's insane. And I don't mean like in a hilarious slapstick sort of way. The movie is saying they're incompetent in a more simple way, like, oh, they just didn't think of the plan the whole way through, or they got cold feet and maybe didn't, you know, check every element they should have. They tried to set someone up, but then they put too much trust in the wrong person. Then they fucked them over, and it's just just this circle of betrayals. Yeah, this made me. This movie made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why. I just don't like these movies. Wh yeah. Why? What do you mean uncomfortable? Made me feel like I have enough going on in my life. I don't need to see a bunch of mafia drama. To remind me the world is even more rotten than it is. That's how I felt. Especially, like, I don't know. It just makes me feel um, impotent, these type of movies. Okay. I don't know why. It makes me feel like... Yes, uh, nothing matters. Nothing matters. The cycle matters. will never be yes, broken. Yes. And the little guy will never be able to reach and the top. And I don't like that because I already know that. I already know that. I don't need to be reminded of it. I want to live in, like... Blissful ignorance? Blissful ignorance, thank you. Like, I don't want... Because mm. it's a... That's the thing, is like, I already do enough thinking on my own about all this crap, and I already live in a hole of, like, doom most of the time. <laughs> so I don't want, like... 
I don't want to be reminded of that because I already do it enough. Like there's people that don't think about it and then watch this movie. It's like, oh my God. No, I'm constantly thinking about it. And then the time I want to relax and just forget about something, you're reminding me about it. I can't. The the same reason why I couldn't see you like play that game. Oh, you mean the Sinking City? Yeah, the Sinking City. Okay. It's the same kind of... Well, you, mean it's not, dread, that's even like, less. you mean a dreadful atmosphere? A dreadful atmosphere. But this is not... The film is not as dreadful. No, but not it even is, close. But it is kind of gloomy. That's like... And the whole scenario about like how serious everything is and how how much they control so many things around like the normal folks It what makes me feel uneasy. And I don't like that. Right. I really don't like that. Yeah. Well, I would say the movie is just understated. I wouldn't say that it's like too serious. No, or it's not. Everything that is serious. just they just play it very casually. Yeah, but that's what I, I like. The actors are good, and yeah, but I just didn't like the story. Right. Yeah, I yes. don't know what else to say. <laughs> Man, tell me more about this director. So he said you said he created or directed Magic Mike. Yes. Did you watch that movie? I actually have not seen we Magic Mike. We should watch Magic Mike so well, I can I mean, compare I, it. I've never seen all of Magic Mike all the way through. I've seen the first 45 minutes I of Magic Mike. I thought it was Mike. a thirst trap for women, no? It is. That's what it is. Yeah, so like it looks like... A, I actually thought it was like a no, no, comedic... It's, no, like, no, but that's the thing. I, what I'll say is that movie, again... What Soderbergh does, very anti-Hollywood, it looked like a thirst trap. And then the movie is actually about a character who has this embarrassing like job and he wants to be a furniture maker. He wants to be an interior uh, designer. And it's about him trying to achieve his dreams. See, I didn't knew that. It was like exactly. a bad marketing though. That but that was the point. Bad marketing. No, that was that's not bad marketing. That's perfect marketing. But they I got, didn't went because of that. You no, know? but it got a lot of people to go. Oh. You just said it yourself. It was a thirst trap. Mm. It's only a trap if it works. Yeah, it didn't work on me. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's why I didn't see yeah. it when it first came out because I said it looks like thirsty trash. Yeah, and then I, I was like, oh, Soderbergh did it. What the hell? Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like I don't know, those gigolo movies. Deuce Bigelow? Yeah, Deuce Bigelow. I thought it was going to be something like a like that comedy style. You mean just like really, really stupid? It really, really stupid. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a stupid comedic movie. No, so I didn't win. It's, it's not. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to see not. a bunch of like guys without shirts. That's disgusting. And it's just not. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. I feel like if you're a Soderbergh fan, this movie will not be hard for you to sit through because you are used to these tricks that he does. You're like, okay, like, oh, it's we're getting into. Soderbergh convolutism, I guess. Let's coin the term right now. You're you 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 expect it. So as it's coming, you know you're like, okay, I gotta start really paying attention because he's setting up convoluted plot lines or whatever. I guess I don't know. It it was not like I just could tell so easy. I'm like, okay, I just gotta pay attention. I can't pay attention. Though. I know you can't. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um. But yeah, I mean, again, I would recommend the film, especially if you're a Soderbergh fan. You've probably already seen this film. It came out a couple months ago. But, okay, you uh, told me it's like he's made Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yes. You told me I would like Ocean's Eleven. Yes. What do you think now? Yes, I think you still would. Oh, interesting. Because Ocean's Eleven... It's it, not like this. It's very more... It's, it's much more slick Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. It was early enough in his career that they gave him a ton of money because of Aaron Brockovich. 
or maybe not because of Aaron Brockovich, but he, his career was doing very well. And uh, maybe the Oceans movie are what made him more jaded against Hollywood. Who knows? Because those were early enough in his career. And he had to do three movies. He usually never makes sequels to his movies. So who knows? There's probably a bigger story there. I, I didn't look it up. Uh, I apologize for anyone who wished to know more. But, I mean, yeah, I would still think you would like Ocean's Eleven by far. Because it's the same kind of idea, but just... It's like uh, it's like the Sherlock Holmes movie that Guy Ritchie did, where at the end they go, and here's what it all was, and you go, oh, and they give you this really cool montage where they explain everything, and you go, oh, so when that actor or when that character was standing over there doing the thing, now we're seeing it all come together at once, because cool. in those movies, I think I like those movies. In those movies, what they do is they'll show you a, a character doing an action, and you go, okay, I know this. They're doing. I know they showed us a little bit earlier that they're setting up something with this character. They have a role to play. And you're seeing a bit of that role, and then they cut to someone else. You see a bit of their role, and they cut to someone else. And you just keep seeing all the roles getting started. And then they come together all in one giant montage. And it's great. I mean, <laughs> we're just going to talk about Ocean's Eleven now, I guess. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, it's like the slicker version of this move, of No Sudden Moves. Because it's the same sort of idea. Everyone's trying to betray a one guy who's trying to you know make up for something he did in the past and he's trying to make the one last deal that after this i'm done I'm, i can get out so i mean i don't know i really hope everyone who is listening to this watches the movie and tell me if i'm wrong okay because I want to know. I want to know because sometimes you watch the movie and you're a little bit excited. That happened to me in the first, like, not in the first, in the seventh Star Wars movie. Right. And you kind of watch it and you're a little bit excited. You saw a bunch of characters you liked or actors you liked or something happened. You're a little bit satisfied. And the next day you're like, huh, actually, after processing, this was a shit movie. So that's how I felt. So I kind of feel that with these movies, kind of, if you, especially if you go to the cinema, you will leave. Because cinema, I think that, like, going to the movie theater makes that any movie looks better than it actually is. That's how I always have felt. And well, so, I mean, that's true. That's, yeah, that's because true. they're designed that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be projected on large format because that's the way they're shot. No, but I, I kind of feel that, like, even, even bad movies look better in... Yeah. Well, this is what I'm theaters. saying. It's a fundamental truth because if yeah. you film something mm -hmm. and it's a big wide shot with a bunch of characters in it, obviously if the screen is smaller, it's harder to identify no. all the individual people. It's more like uh, it's, a, it's a readability thing. Like they do that on purpose no, because I, that's the way cinema I is. I think it's about going out. Like, you know, you go out of your house and you're kind of like expecting this movie and you buy your popcorn and you're sitting in this place. And it's kind of the same for me as like the same as going to a magic show, but then. Like, you rewatch the magic show. If it's a good magic show, even the rewatch is, like, great. But if it was a bad magic show that just looked great in the moment of being outside and, like, you're outside of your comfort zone, so you're, like, paying attention differently to stuff around you, then you rewatch it and then you might realize it wasn't that good. The same as people say that there's a reason why food tastes better when you're standing than when you're sitting because you're paying less attention or you're just in another like uncomfortable scenario. You're not in your comfort zone by standing while eating. So food will taste better. So I feel the same about movie theaters that 
movie theaters will make a movie look better than it is. And sometimes the movie is great. So when you rewatch it at home, it's still great. And sometimes you rewatch it and it's like, ah, okay. So I feel like this movie would have been slightly better on the cinema. Because again, like there's less distractions there for me. So maybe I would have paid more attention. But uh, I feel that if I rewatch it or suggest it to someone, they will be like, huh, Anya, that was a bad movie. Why will you suggest me that? Because if they didn't see it in the cinema, it's not as great. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're just ripping into this film. I know. Um, I like complaining. Yeah, well, you know, that's fine. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... There's not really much more to go into. Is it your favorite movie now? No. No? No, of course not. Okay, tell me about a movie in the same style, but it's better than this movie. What do you mean? Like, do, can you think about a movie that it's slightly I, the same Crossing. style? Crossing. It's literally the same movie. Which one? Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. By Joel and Ethan Cohen. Mm. It's the same style of movie where it's about a guy gets put in a situation, they have power over him, and they try to make him do their bidding... And he finds a way to set them all up for a fall. Is it better? Yes. There you go. Now you can go and watch that movie, guys. Because that one is better than this one. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's turned into a Miller's Crossing recommendation. Great film, actually. Very, very good. Probably one of the best Cohen films. Little underrated. Not too many people saw it. But, uh, yeah, that movie's, that movie's incredible. You know, I just don't want to be, like, put in this position of me try- like having to be... Because that's the that's the thing about me. I don't know these directors. Right. I don't know anything about them, and I don't care. Right. So I don't want to be like soft about how I feel. Uh-huh. Because when you're biased, like me with Pixar, that will happen to us. I'll watch a Pixar movie, and I will like, like I don't know, be less judgmental. Fall down on its feet. Yeah. Fall and, make no. apo- and you you are such an apologist. I, I am an apologist for Pixar, a hundred percent. So that will happen. Like although I do. I do judge them. Like, the last one we saw... Luca is Pixar. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So, the last one we saw, I did have criticism about it. I still liked it a lot. And I do apologize for some other films that Chewie doesn't like. So, there you go. It's because I'm a fan. So, I do... And Chewie's not a fan of Pixar. So... It will happen eventually that I'll enjoy a movie just because I love something about it, something that it has nothing to do with the movie, either like because it's Pixar or it's because this is that one director that I maybe know or they have this one actor I might like and and maybe you will be like, no, this is trash. <laughs> so I'm in that same position right now. I have no feelings towards this director or his story or his style and for me this was a bad movie and with that (laughs) i think i mean there's really not much more to say no i mean i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) the thing is look all these little things that i that i would like or that i would bring up ultimately comes to the your point that i obviously have a bias that you don't have so it's not really worth discussing because it's literally just me explaining references in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like you like the movie, so it, it won't matter. Yeah, and I wouldn't understand it. You're right. not going to understand it anyway, and it's not going to make you like the movie anymore. These but are you know, things that are fun, 
But there's not things that make the movie better or worse. They're just fun. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that, yeah, it's like that's part of what kept me engaged. There's little fun things like that. There was always something to look at. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for uh, the average moviegoer, yeah, definitely. I guess it's a boring slog. Could be not. Maybe I'm just... Yeah. Maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. Who can say? Yeah, honestly, like, if people are watching these, please comment. <laughs> <laughs> comment in, like, wherever you can. Either you listen to it on Instagram or YouTube. I don't think there's comments on Apple or Spotify. <laughs> I, I don't think so. But, like, Look, let us all know. All you got to do is you, you just get, get our people on the horn. They'll they'll talk to your people, then they'll tell us what you said. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Basically, go to YouTube and comment about this movie. Yes. If you feel strongly about it. And with that, finally, I shall say, we are coming to an end. I would still recommend the film for any Soderbergh fans. You would obviously not. I feel like you made that very clear. Honestly. I wouldn't like it wouldn't be like oh don't watch it it's so boring well maybe I would say that but I would definitely say something like oh I didn't like it sure that's like I wouldn't go and tell my sister tomorrow to watch it oh, right of course. but if she's like oh we're about to watch this movie I would say something oh I didn't like it but Chewie did right you know what I mean it wouldn't be like oh please don't watch it's inoffensive. it it's an offensive it's like ah they're not gonna like die for watching the movie like they're it's okay yeah they will survive they might even like it so but it's not no I will never remember the name of this movie I'll ne I will forget tomorrow about what just happened sure I will repress it <laughs> <laughs> I will forget this traumatic experience. Yeah, I, will, I will bury it deep within yes, my psyche. I will like, and I will never think of exactly it again. Exactly, this traumatic experience. And like, I'll just never talk about it. But now I kind of want to. I kind of want to tell people to watch it. <laughs> just to see, because I don't mind being wrong. I actually like when people tell me. Because you you know about film. You know. And you, as you just said, have the bias. I, I want to kind of see, like, maybe someone will be like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Maybe we'll be like, wow, it was so great. This plot twist and this thing, I was so impressed. Or maybe they will be like, yeah, it's boring. I don't understand. I didn't understand anything, like, as me. And I guess, yeah, a lot of people will have different opinions. Yes. Because that's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of life. Yes. And with that, let's go eat dinner. Oh.